Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water... Do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. We're breaking down our top 25 NBA players of all time. Myself versus Toss Me the Rock Tisopolis. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. It's the charity stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. So 241 coming out at you guys and so 240. And I'm flanked on my right by defensive coordinator Alex Toss Me The Rock Tosopolis. And we are breaking down, as you heard in the introduction, our top 25 NBA players of all time. It's been a minute since we've done something like this. I don't know. We've done so many shows. I can't keep track. Yeah, it's been we a did, while. We, we did, did a top, top 15, 15 like years ago. It was, was definitely li- it was definitely years ago because I was living in not I wasn't even living in the old <clears throat> place that we you were living live in. in Studio City. I was living in Studio City, so two two places ago we did a top fifteen. I'm gonna look up and see what number episode it was. Any guesses? Yeah, I actually do have a guess. I think it's I think it's around something. fifty. Yeah, I think it's like fifty eight. I, I don't even know if I'm gonna. Be, I can't find it. Like you want to hear, hear something crazy? I think we did it around or. We did a Mother's Day episode, origin like our first Mother's Day episode we ever did. We did like one where we highlighted like women and like mothers in sports, and I think we did it, did this right after. And I don't know if it was coinciding because like ESPN just released their top fifteen, top twenty five, whatever seventy four players, and that kind of prompted us to do this. We don't have a guest this week, so we kind of delved into something like that. Um, but all that being said, I think it weirdly enough is very similar timeline. I think it's close to two years to like the day we did top 15 unrelated. I, yeah. I know it was around episode 50. Yeah. Looking through the, uh, the archives, I can't find it because I think we're after like, moving to the, to the network, you believe, can, yeah. you can only go back to episode 125, That's so which true. is probably a blessing in disguise <laughs> for anyone who... Yeah. Started listening to us when we first started it off. Um, uh, you know, it wasn't great. Wait, hold on. I think I can find it. The there was a guy I knew who said that he's like he was going to start the podcast, and this is before I think maybe we were even on believe, and I had been privy to 
uh, the beginning's not being great. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he was like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to start from where you guys are at now. I'm going to start from the very beginning, from episode one. Yeah. I like doing that. I go, that just makes no sense. Don't do that. It was Please. a guest that we had on. No, it was a friend. I was like, dude, don't start from episode one. He's like, we're, like, we're on episode 115. <laughs> That's crazy. I like, do remember there was a lot, of, a lot of good feedback from that top 15 episode. I think it was... It was one of the most engaging episodes or just pieces of content that we had put out up until that point. I think people really enjoyed it. Okay, what's your final guess? Uh, it's post-50. Yeah. It's it's like 52. 52? 52. My gut instinct was correct. Gut instinct was correct. And, ready for this, we did it the week bef- week before Mother's Day. Got it. And the next episode was two episodes later. It was moms in sports. Something. It's like yes, yeah, right, right. We did a couple female-oriented trips, which is great. Good for us. You know, like for something we did right at the beginning. Yeah, um, we thought we were progressive now, but look at us back then. May thirteenth, twenty twenty. Today we did the top fifteen episode. May seventh, twenty eighteen. Got it. Got Almost it. Two Do you years. remember? I think this was was this a. Me versus you, or was it a collective agreement that we no, came to? No, it's not a collective. It can't. It can never be a collective agreement because we we disagree on the first player, so it can never be like a joint list. Yeah, but I think we were very civil. I in think the way we broke it down. I think that if I remember cor- correctly, we kind of like passed over one and two because it doesn't matter. It's an understanding it's an, that yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it matters. I think because it always matters who who you put as the number one. But it doesn't like. Well, I'm saying the argument between us doesn't matter because you're not going to sway me, and I don't think I'm not going to sway you. Yeah, I mean, I will say that since that episode has come out, we have done a lot of two minute drills, and the majority of our (laughs) guests. No, I'm just. That's true. The majority of our. I'm not like. I'm not. No, you're not in a way to rub it in your face or anything like that. But I would say probably seventy percent of our guests have said that Michael Jordan is a. More. You think so? More. Yeah. Is a few have said LeBron. Granted, a lot of them have been older than us true right so they they grew up with jordan just the same way that we grew up with lebron yeah um i also think um i also think that though in that time and i think i've noticed it in you and you've grown you've had a greater appreciation for lebron grow i think from what i've seen yeah absolutely and likewise me with michael watching especially watching last dance yeah i i'm I mean, because I've loved basketball for a long time and not just playing it, but I loved watching old games. I've seen pretty much all of the footage, all of the basketball footage that's come out with Last Dance. I'd already seen it. So, like, as far as how Michael played and why I think he's the best, that really hasn't swayed me. But I think it's been incredibly insightful into just how big of a star he was. I think it's been more insightful for me for the gameplay to Scottie Pippen. Yeah, I've learned a bit more about Scotty's game and grown to appreciate that more through this because I I had been last time I was home I or last three or four times I've been home in New York. My father still DVR like TiVo's like shit and on on the, on the Verizon thing, and he has DVR'd this full on basketball documentary. It's like a doc. I don't know. I gotta. I'll ask him what it's called. It's a ten part series, and I watched that. And that it just breaks it down like every five years, like through like so like you watch all like the big moments, big games, yeah. But you also really get a good appreciation for like all the big players' games that you normally just have to like look at stats and judge by hearsay and you know which everyone kind of does. You know when you're talking about Elgin Baylor, very few people have really seen him play. You're just going by what you've heard. Right. Right. 
But yeah. And that has a lot of like a lot to do with me at least like formulating my my top 25. A lot of it a lot of it is how I think that you know people's games would translate into the modern NBA if they're That's not cool. a modern NBA superstar. Yeah. Um which is a like the more I think about that specific fact, the more I know that Michael is better than LeBron because I know if you took Michael Jordan and put him in the modern NBA, he would be the best player on the planet. And that's, I think it's tough to argue that. You can still say that you like LeBron's skill set better, but I, I, I think I think it's I think it's pretty. I don't know. To me, it seems undoubtedly that you would look at the NBA right now, and if Michael Jordan was thirty-four, you would be like, "Damn, that that guy's the best player in the NBA." But you look at LeBron, and there was a point where Magic was the best player. When MJ was playing, there was a point where Magic was the best player. Obviously, you get into the nineties, Michael Jordan showed he becomes the best player on the planet the best player of all time. But you look at LeBron and, and Magic's skill sets are, are quite similar as well. Like the way LeBron, you and you have to applaud this, the way LeBron has elevated and evolved his game, like you, you, we see guys evolve their game all the time. Jake Kidd develops a, a better three-point shot. Ditto with Vince Carter. But you, the way LeBron has developed his game to not only being just a, a pass-first forward, but to being like a point guard. Like he's a straight-up point guard in the Lakers. He's like the Lakers' point guard. Like full on. Yeah, I think He's that to me, to it's me, crazy. to me, I look at what Magic did when he came in and wins his first championship. Yeah, the first championship he plays and he wins. Amazing. That's why. And Magic's I think number and, three. Like that's like yeah. Magic, no, I yeah. mean I, I just like LeBron get got put in this opportunity. He just, I've seen, I saw enough of him, and I know that LeBron now is not the same LeBron, but there are other players, even a guy like Dwayne Wade who is put into this position. We were talking about the 2000 finals against the Mavs the other day. Dwayne Wade, that's, I mean, he's young. He is very young and he is yeah. absolutely the best player on that team. I don't care if you think Shaq was still good or bad. It doesn't like, it doesn't really matter because that was Dwayne Wade's team and totally. he single-handedly won them the finals. He went off. I think there's also a great level of security and, and, that Shaquille O'Neal's there. Like, and Shaq is a, listen, it's not just Shaquille O'Neal on the Lakers. No, but it's still Shaquille O'Neal. And having that as a backbone is still good. Not to say that, not to you know, poo-poo or you know, to dispose of what Dwayne Wade did because look at his numbers are insane. Like, what thirty-two points per game in the finals, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I can gripe about the ridiculous call making the entire series, but any player who gets to the line at the at the clip that Dwayne Wade did in those finals, yeah. or James Harden does on a nightly basis, or Michael Jordan did all the time, mm-hmm. you have to you have to. That's another way to score and put points up on the board. Yeah, especially if you can do it at a high clip, um, at a high shooting percentage, and like. You just got to give credit to him because he was he was unbelievable in that series. Yeah, he bring up I just I th- yeah. I think that that for me will always kind of knock LeBron down because I and I'm then again I watched him six years later in the league play the Mavs again when he is no doubt the best player in the league mm-hmm. and he's the third best player on the court. Yeah, he is the third best player on the court in those NBA Finals. Dirk and Dwayne Wade are both better than him. He blew it. He blew it. I mean, he made he made a and, and, poor decision. And Michael Jordan never had the the like mental, I don't know, just downfall in a, in a championship series like that. He never had it. So I that's where that's where I draw the line. No, that's fair. But like Michael, also, it's not like Michael came into the league and went to the finals right away. Michael didn't go to the league to the finals for like six, seven years, eight years. He didn't go to the finals. LeBron got was in the finals like his four, third or fourth year. He got swept. That's why, yeah, dude. That team was horrible. Well, that team without him is probably pick is definitely picking in the lottery, arguably top five. The team he took yeah. there was impressive. 
I mean, but that's just like I don't know. That team is like one of the all-time dog shit finals teams. Of that's all time. a it's a very bad team. That's why they got swept in the finals. It's also a time in the NBA where the Eastern Conference was not very good. Yeah, but, but and the Western Conference the was like domination. Magic Johnson, and like as good as Magic Johnson is, and I think he's your number three. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get into it. I mean, I'm sure we could bounce around a little bit too, and not be so formal. He's like the number three, just because of the skill set, you know, and his ability to not only create for himself but to create for others. He gets to Los Angeles. Kareem's there. Kareem can't get it done without him. He helps Kareem get X number of championships in Los Angeles. He gets yeah. five himself in Los Angeles. That all being said, he starts the flow of the NBA really being the NBA. Like the NBA, obviously, has like you have great players. You have you know Frazier, you have West, you have Kuzi, you have Pettit, you have Havlicek, you have Russell, Chamberlain, all those guys, right, Mike? And but Magic Johnson really starts the wave of the well, NBA I, being great. The I NBA would, being I would say it really with MLB and NFL. Yeah, but you can't say that without bringing Larry Bird into the conversation because Hell, yeah, he helped because there like, yeah. is no Magic Johnson without Larry Bird. There's no Larry Bird without Magic Johnson. Them together, I would say that rivalry really re- reinvigorated do it NBA. I'm just compare comparatively in the sense that we're comparing Magic to LeBron in that way in that regard. In their impact. I also I also, I also think that personally the comp, the, yeah I personally think that Magic has more he has he can score in more different ways. He's a more versatile scorer than LeBron is. I think LeBron is not a very versatile scorer. I think he never really has been. Now, he doesn't necessarily have to be you don't because think he's, he's a, a threat from three. He's he's become a much better shooter, but outside of the bully dribble yeah. and the three-point shot, his offensive game is somewhat limited. He doesn't have the high post proficiency that Kobe Bryant and Carmelo Anthony have. No. He doesn't have even the low post proficiency, he's not really he's not really a low post player like a Hakeem Olajuwon would get down there and play a guy, or even like Giannis does. He's more so catch the ball off the weak side on a on a drop down pass, or he's facilitating offensively, yeah. which Magic is as good of a passer as LeBron is. But I think he was a better post player, mm-hmm. like catching the ball in the post and scoring and for the post. Those, yeah, yeah, and I think. I mean, he's worse three-point shooter, but sure. I think he attacked the basket in a more creative way rather than more just downhill speed now, kind of way. Do you think that's look? I, do I think it doesn't do really. It didn't matter for the first eight years in LeBron's career because he's so big and so athletic that he could just bulldoze guys. Totally. And do you, but do you think it helps in that sense that like LeBron's level of comp? I know this is like a big thing. LeBron's level of competition, not only like the like the talent level, yeah, yeah, but size. So when Magic's in there, how many big guys is Magic? Johnson really having to back down on a nightly basis versus if LeBron, who is pretty much the same size as Magic, maybe a little shorter, has to get in there on a nightly basis. There's seven footers and he doesn't going into the paint is a completely different ball game than when Magic's going into the paint. Yeah, I more so just yeah, I more so just mean like technically the like skills, the low post skills he doesn't really have. He's He's never craftier. He's never Magic. Magic, absolutely. Um, I don't know. It's just something that and part of it is. A bias, but I think you can also just you can look at LeBron and say what he has done, right? What yeah. he's changed. He's become a much better three point shooter, right? He's, he's become a good three point shooter. Like his three point percentage for his career is good. Yeah, and and neither of them were great free throw shooters. No, LeBron's a pretty bad. He's for as good of a player he is, he's a pretty bad free throw shooter. It's a bit, it's a major weakness in his game. And I think that's another point that like I just mentioned, how many times you get to the line. Yeah. LeBron can get to the line at will because no one can no one can stay totally. with that guy. Totally, and he's so yeah. big. But Mike is hitting free throws with his eyes closed. I mean, the guy's he's, unreal. He's the 80 something percent free throw shooter. He's great. Very good. Yeah, not he's, 90. He's hitting free throws with his eyes closed. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Literally. 
Uh, not Steve Nash good though. Uh, the, no. <laughs> so yeah, I, or JJ Redick in college good. Yeah. So I have LeBron. Toss has MJ, and we both have Magic at three. Uh, four, it gets interesting. At four, who do you have? I have. I'm honestly like I'm gonna have to keep referring to my list because it's no, it's just so crazy because it changes everything all the time. changes. I and actually like, kind of like my list. I'm probably gonna change something as we go. I um I changed something a little while ago. I have in this a lot of this has to do with like what we've looked at recently. The two of us have been doing a bunch of sporkle quizzes totally. um to like just 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 for fun really in quarantine and just yeah. kind of retouching with some of our NBA roots, NBA history roots. Well, I've like started to watch a lot more just to, you know, keep up just to like learn more about like the game. Yeah. I I, I have I've had to do more homework on. I have Kareem at 4. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, like four through to me, four through eight are like, like it's like it's like one and two, three by himself by a little bit, four through eight are in the next bunch. Yeah, yeah. I even think that there's. I mean, I just think Kareem. He was so good for so longevity of career. Here, I'm giving more. I'm giving more points than I think we did the first go around at yeah, this. Yeah, to Kareem. Um, and he won two cha- He won a championship 15 years apart. Crazy. That's ridiculous. Well, he was like the best basketball player in the planet when he was in college. Right. I just think that he, like, he was just he so good. He was unstoppable. And he was unstoppable. Yeah, he can't stop. But like, that's like, it, to me, listen, it, it, it's it's tough for me to put guys like. And it, it just like look, Shaq. I, I have Shaq at seven. If Shaq hit free throws at seventy five percent, he would probably be a top three player in, in the NBA history. But that's why I have Shaq at five because I think if you put them both in, I think if you put Shaq in the same era as Kareem, I think he's as dominant. Kind of saying how you put Michael today. The way the watching Shaq. Well, I think that if Kareem was playing right now, he would be fantastic. Because he's so high percentage, not just right next to the hoop, but he's but good, twelve yeah. feet away, fourteen feet away, in totally. the same way that I think Hakeem Olajuwon would think, be yeah, awesome. Right I now, I think you'd have a tougher time. I think Hakeem would be better. Yeah, Hakeem's better version of Joel Embiid. Oh yeah, and he's he, not a head case. Not a head case. But he, Hakeem, he, Hakeem could step back and hit a three. I mean, he would be he would be great. Kevin Garnett gets a lot of credit for paving the way for power forwards. Did it with like Tim Duncan, and I know Hakeem was a center. But Akeem had a good had a good shot, and I think he kind of you know, sure. helped move the big man away from the basket a little bit for a guy start to open that up for guys. Yeah, for KG to move things back, and then Tim Duncan. I have I have so you have the Shaq at seven, you have Kareem at at four. I have Kareem at four, and then five sixes. I have I have Larry at five, and then Duncan, and then I have Duncan at six because I think that it's the same. I think Duncan and Shaq. Are while they play two different positions, right? One's a power technically, yeah. One's a power forward, one's a center. I think you look at Duncan's championship pedigree, yeah. And you look again, like I try and take away, like it's it just you get into you get in, you're arguing about nothing basically when you're like, well, he had Ginobili and Parker and Popovich, and it's like, yes, he did, but Shaq had Phil Jackson and he had Kobe, and you know, and he won with Dwayne Wade, like we were just talking about it. So I think I try to like get that stuff out of there because it's yeah. just you just you're ending you go down a, a path where you never get any answers it helps Duncan though in a sense because look as no I think for for Duncan my one thing is not who he's playing with but that I know he can play with anyone 
because he's, you have yeah that's why I'm at four. I have him at four, man. I think he, yeah he never did anything wrong. First I'm just a def- huge Larry. I think Larry Bird is amazing. Oh, yeah. I honestly like my heart wants me to put Larry ahead of Magic. I think Larry Bird is so talented, and you you can tell if you go watch. Talk yeah, about a guy's game footage. I had to a go guy back that, and watch. a guy whose like mental acuity is five steps ahead of everyone on the court. And if he doesn't hurt his back, it's just it's like a total game total, changer. Total game changer if he doesn't hurt his back. It's it's just it's just a different ball game. And that '86 team. That he that is arguably the great. He's what, like a big reason that's arguably the greatest team of all time. Bird and Magic both won three MVPs. This is when we were looking at the Bird stats. Bird won three in a row. Bird won three in a row. Magic also won three. They both have, I think, eight. Um, I have it up somewhere. Something like that. That Bird has the the he has four. Two he has four finishes as the number two in MVP voting. So yeah. he was like knocking on the door, and and Magic won it like two of those years, and Michael won it another one of those years. It's, is it, would you would you be surprised? Like, isn't it a little crazy? I was, I'll, I'll admit, I was a little surprised to know that his career, he averages a career double double. Yeah, and rebounds. He's a fantastic rebounder. Crazy. He's big. No, I know he's. I know he's sizable. I know he's a, not a six small eight, dude. six nine. Yeah, I know he's yeah. a sizable dude. He's also really athletic. I know he's white, but he's a very athletic guy. I mean, watch, he's yammed on so many guys. So yeah, I mean it's, I, I don't I, it's tough, man. It's t- I have Duncan four. I'm moving things around as we're going because I'm talking and I'm like realizing this. I have Duncan four, Shaq five. I have Larry six. I have Kareem seven. Okay, I just I, I know it's like somewhat of an arbitrary stat, but the fact that he won championship 15 years apart, I I just like I can't get over but that he was it, that good was, and that what impactful. Was, what was Duncan's like championship apartness? That crazy. was pretty crazy too. Crazy, yeah. And like the Duncan thing is like Duncan made fifteen all defensive teams. Oh yeah, you can't tell me that as good of a shot blocker as Shaquille O'Neal is, you can't tell me that Tim Duncan's any worse of a defender. Better defender than Shaq. Agreed. That's not a question. Agreed. Me. And the biggest thing for me to have Duncan ahead of all of them is this again the level of competition. Like for Kareem to be all defense as a center in that era is. As many times as he did, which eleven is is crazy to be alone. Who else is gonna be the fucking all defensive center? You know, for Duncan to be the all defensive, like all these def- like and the level of defenders, like KG is involved in that. Yeah, like and who K- is so much younger than Tim Duncan at the time, so much more athletic, and he's de- he's an all time defender. Yeah, KG is like an all time defender. He and he's just like the tip of the iceberg involved in that group. And for Duncan to do it so late in his career, he's so like, sneaky athletic and go out on top. To me, like the, when I hear people talk about like, yo, you don't understand John Elway and how just talented he was and how good his game was and how he was so good until the last time he played. I go, I don't understand that. Maybe like, okay, I don't understand his level of Elway, but I did see that and I saw that in Tim Duncan on the basketball court. I think that Tim Duncan is a lot of a lot of guys would watch Tim Duncan play, and in the same way that how how good Kawhi Leonard is, yeah, from an impact standpoint on in in on the stat line, yeah. and at the end of the game and who's winning the game, and you would look up and Tim Duncan would have twenty seven thirteen. The Paul Pierce effect. Yeah, some point but, point wise, right? Point wise, yeah, right. But also Tim Duncan just he just got it done. I mean, he won five championships. doesn't matter. It didn't like, 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 and again, like going back to like, like Shaq. The latest, the latest championship that he won when they, you know, when he was well past his prime, he's still, even though Kawhi wins MVP of that series, he's still the go-to guy. He's still their best player. Mm -hmm. 
You have you if like imagine this. Tony Parker stepped up a lot in that series too. Tony but, Parker had, some, had a couple of great years. And listen, imagine this. Imagine basketball is as stingy of a Hall of Fame as baseball is. Knowing what you know about the Baseball Hall of Fame and how people just refuse to vote, like the fact that like certain guys are not hundred percent is ridiculous. Like Pedro, Randy, John, like Ken Griffey, all those guys not being hundred percent is wild. Knowing how stingy that is, imagine the NBA was the same way. What percent do you think of voters would vote in Kobe Bryant? Hundred percent. Okay, all things considered. Now, what do you? What percent? Do you yeah. Think? What? What? Per, but keep in mind the stingy hat. You, there's stingy, stingy guys that. What, but I think Kobe Bryant's the Derek Jeter of basketball. Cool. Great. I'm. I'm in, okay, I'm so he has. That. So he's ninety nine percent. Yeah, I'm in. For right. That. Dwayne Wade. Like a cool ninety. First was, ballot though. I'm lower than that, probably. Probably like eighty five. I was thinking like seventy eight is what just popped into my head. No, I think he would get a little I think he would probably get I think people for I think because he's so he's so recently retired, people don't realize how good Dwayne Wade was. Yeah, he's first ballot though. Yeah, oh for sure. If this is a baseball ball cap looking from an NBA standpoint, yeah. I don't necessarily actually I'm I'm hundred percent confident that Ginobili and Parker are not first ballot. No way. So that's who Duncan's paired with. Shaq has Kobe, who you were saying is 100% automatically in. Derek Jeter of NBA, which is a good comparison. I like to do that a lot. Where then he's got Dwayne Wade, who maybe not be 100%, but he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? All these guys have all these guys. Duncan has like, yeah, guys we think will get in the Hall of Fame, but we think they'll get in. They'll probably get in, but there's a probably and there's a think in front of all that. Now, Kawhi, I would say they would they're getting in, just not first. First yeah, they're probably getting in. Yeah, like there's a there's like but there's also a small chance. Is there, isn't there like a world where Man and Ginobili doesn't make it? There is a world where that's yeah. possible. And these are Duncan supporting cast for his entire career. Like D. Rob, he takes D. Like and D. Rob's a top fifteen player of all time. He takes D. Rob to another or top twenty. I have him. He, he takes D. Rob to another level. You know. Yeah. And I I just think I don't know. Not to harp on Tim Duncan too much. And it's just like the Spurs are always like a tough out. Like like the Lakers. Like if you're facing Kobe in the playoffs, if you're facing Duncan in the playoffs, it's and you get past him, it was a grueling series. You like have to wore you down. You have to get past. Like like yeah, like the Grizzlies, like the grit and grind Grizzlies were gonna be in the playoffs. They're gonna go to like the look. Look what happened with the the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, right? You know you're getting past them. No, but I'm just I'm saying the Phoenix Suns when they had their best shot, their best shot. Wrongly taken away from them by Robert Ory checking Steve Nash into the scorer's table. Crazy. But, like, that's another guy who's on that team who's won championship, who's playing with Tim Duncan. That's like it, bro. Bruce Bowen, all-NBA defender. Bro, you, these, they're the, 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 side, the side chicks. Then Boris Diaw comes that. up later on, right? George Hill. Like, that guy is just playoff city. That guy is so good in the playoffs. They're there to knock block. Like they're there, he's there. Robert Horry is there to get another ring and ensure that the rest of the team has a shot at another ring. And he's there to play physical. And then they have their quiet leader in Tim Duncan. Just because he doesn't say a lot doesn't mean that he's not amazing. Yeah, bro, he's got so he's good. one of the best scoring seasons, top, a top 100 scoring season since the year 2000. I know it seems very recent, but it's 20 years. So yeah. So Duncan, Shaq, uh, I think I, it's the immovable force. Is amazing. So you have him at five. I just there's just is that is that right? Yeah, offense, offensively within offensively, you know, him and Steph Curry are ju- and KD are just like the two in my lifetime are just the two most consistently like how the fu- how you can't like you can't like you just can't if they want it they got it they get it boom yeah I mean and I Kobe think Kobe throw there and there Kobe throw like listen, in our lifetime and I think. 
Like, am I, am I real watching? Like, me, me, me like, not that, being a four-year-old kid. Mike, that's Mike, too. Yeah. Like, and, he's, and that's Kareem. Yeah, exactly. Getting a bucket when they need to. And that's right. Shaq, to me, is just, like, a dominant force. And unstoppable. Unstoppable force. Unstoppable. Yeah. And then I throw Larry, again, watching just Larry film, his ability to, again, obviously score like he's so heralded to do, but such to make people good, dude, around him better. Good, he's such a good passer. Just, to, like, the way the whole him, Mikhail, like, the way the whole team moves together. Like, yeah. just, like, the way everything is. is I think I think there's a lot of, like, as, as people are coming up when they're basketball players and they're really good, that there's this, like, crux that they face as a basketball player where it's, like, if I'm the best player on the court, when do I know when to shoot it, even if it's a bad shot, and when do I like when do I know to distribute mm-hmm. and get other guys involved? And that's one thing that LeBron James is very good at. Yeah. At times he even defers more than he should. Yeah. Right? Which is one thing that people have said about him a lot. Now, if you're playing with a guy like Kyrie who's a shot maker, or a guy like Ray Allen, you get it, bro. You, you can Allen, do it. You I can don't do care it. How old he is? If he's got a three point now, up, then he takes it. I know. I know for a fact that this. I was really interested in. Take that shot. I was really interested in this year because, as good as Anthony Davis is, he's a big man still, and he can shoot it from outside. But LeBron was going to have to do a little bit more of those shot making at later in games. Um, and I was interested to see what he did because he's been he's been quite good at that later in his career. I think that. Where was I going with this? You're on Larry. We're just talking Larry Bird. Oh, I'm talking, talking that Larry is like, the he is a great decision maker. Like, if he if he has to pull it in front of someone with two guys on him, he can do it. When you say basketball IQ, he's up there with him. It's like as good as, it's as good as Magic's. Yeah. He just scored more than Magic did. Versus past. Yeah. I, I like, I truthfully believe that. I mean, you can, you can go, like, watch NBA legends talk about Larry Bird. His passing was unreal. Mm-hmm. So many of the same ball fakes that Magic Johnson had, Larry Bird had too. We talk about like what Luca does all the time, right? He and, and Trey Young does, where they do the like the fake around. Chris Paul does, where they do the fake around the back. I saw a comp today for Luca and Larry. I dig it. I mean, I dig it obviously, too. I, did, I was like, okay, yeah. size, like skill set. Luca's probably a better ball handler, maybe like, but yeah. not as crafty. But he's yet. also six seven instead of six nine. He's a little bit more of a. Guard, guard forward than stockier too to be honest Luca, yeah he's got a big a bit of a he's, body on he's him he's pretty yeah he's pretty big <laughs> um eight through 12 ish we can go mm-hmm. because i don't know I, I my nine through 11 is just like odes and by that i have i have bill at nine i bill at eight okay i've bill at nine i've wilt at 10 oscar at 11 Okay. And those are guys like you know what like you have to include them all this nonsense all the all the nonsense talk you can say of errors like comparing errors and whatnot those guys deserve you can't have a top fifteen and not have those guys in my opinion you know eight I have Akeem especially making the list and you know really watching some film on him I have Akeem at nine yeah right after off, right off. after Bill I'm just I value championships a lot and I want to give respect to totally. Bill Russell. Yeah. He's a fucking amazing rebound. I too. actually had Akeem ahead of Larry at one point, and I was just because, and I was like, all right, that's I'm not doing that. But then I was like, Hakeem is the all-time leader in blocks by 600 blocks. <laughs> it's crazy, which is wild, which is a crazy, crazy statistic. And to say that plus how good offensively he was, and a lot of guys are like that. A lot of guys. You know, Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, most of the guys on these, on these top are 15 both, are, are both. really, really good. But for Hakeem to be just... There's not really one one-way player. No. Until you get to Steph, who's still, like, good at stealing. Yeah. Not a great defender. And KD's great, like, gotten better at defense to, you know, venture he's off... a good defender. To venture off in the good defender aspect. But at the beginning of his career, I feel like he wasn't as good. Yeah. The Hakeem 
the dream shake is so electric, obviously, but he's, again, we spoke about it earlier. He's just a good, he's a good shot maker for a big man and he's good offensively. He could be that go-to guy. Um, and I, I just love watching his film. I mean, I think he, I think he's really, he's, he's more polished and bead 20 years ago. Yeah, he's more polished, more reliable, more crafty. He's, which he's separates one of the, him from a guy like D-Rob and, and a guy like Patrick Ewing. Who, yeah, D-Rob is phenomenal well, I think Patrick Phenomenal Ewing, I think Patrick Ewing gets a tough way to go. Patrick Ewing also dealt with a lot of injuries in his career. And is just not as athletic as those two guys. While still being athlete. He's While just still a, being a really good athlete. A, he's no. just a different athlete. He's more so like a Shaquille O'Neal athlete, but mm-hmm. just not quite as good and got hurt, like yeah. I just mentioned. And, and... Hakeem and D-Rob are more of like the leaner kind of human pogo, pogo stick kind of athlete. D-Rob's a bit of a freak. Freak. Around, he's like, even more, honestly, he's even more of a freak than Olajuwon is. Yeah, around the basket, he's just an athletic wonder. And yeah. his, his but, timing but is Olajuwon's, impeccable. But Olajuwon's hand-eye coordination, his, his hands, yeah. his footwork are second to none. I mean, mm-hmm. Kareem is... You know the other guy who has really, really great footwork. Yeah, for a big Wilt's level of dominance, he like throw out, like the Babe Ruth. I situation. I have I have Wilt as eleven, as dominant as he was. He as dominant as he was, and he averaged over twenty rebounds, and he averaged how many points a game? It's like ridiculous. Something 30, yeah. stupid. Something, yeah, crazy. He only won two championships. I know. I was like, I was like, dude, it's kind of pitiful. Yeah, it's kind of weak. I knocked him down to eleven. I I had him at nine, and I and I where's Oscar? He's at he's at fourteen. Okay, so you have Kobe. At I 10. have Kobe at ten. Look, man, it's the worst just thing a, of twenty twenty. Still, yeah. considering the whole, I still think considering the whole pandemic, the worst thing of twenty. I really think this. I think is the twenty the pandemic. People have been affected, and it's getting ridiculous at this point. In my opinion, I won't go too much into it. I think there's going to be come a time though that we start doing more harm. Than good keeping everybody sheltered in and keeping these businesses locked down, and I still think the but I still think there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, like 2022, something like that. I hope so. There's I don't know. I mean, I I can't no coming back from the Kobe Bryant thing. I I agree, but I also it's an enormous tragedy. Um, and you, but I also think that like it was really really inspiring and touching to see how many people came together to celebrate his life. Um, so I think that you never wish for anyone to be taken that early. Yeah. Um, you know, especially because he had, he had children and, and, you know, Gigi was taken as well, which is, which is very, even more tragic. Um, but I do think that I was, I was as moved by how many people came together, talked about Kobe, how impactful he was. And it inspired me too. I mean, it's something we talked about when Michelle Marie was on the show in contrast, (laughs) the pandemic is I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's yeah. terrible. And the fact that it's even that parallel, that one person, yeah. it's one, and the, obviously there's other people that perish, unfortunately, in that, and terribly so. Right. But the fact that that's on the same planet or on the same wavelength is, I, is crazy. I really think that... But it just doesn't change it for me. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he's, I think 10 for me is, where do you have him? 12. 12. Big O. Yeah, I mean, I, Big O is ridiculous. Look, I I haven't watched. Obviously, I watched so much of Kobe playing. I watched you know. all of Kobe playing versus right. like barely any. I versus highlights. Barely any of, of, of Big O, yeah. and that's part of the reason why I have Big O lower, um, probably. But I also, I just think that you know, I look at Wilt. The reason why I move Wilt down, I bring Kobe up, right? Because he was a winner. Yeah. I Even as many games as he, as many shots as he missed at the end of games, yeah. which he missed a lot. Totally. A lot. He was always in it though. He's always so down. Just, to take a, that just shot. such a gamer, ultra competitor. 
a big time gamer. Yeah. He like he he you know what? Everyone's like I want to be my own player. Kudos to you. Good for you. He legitimately wanted to be like Michael Jordan. Like really to the tooth and nail. But was the only guy that had the mental makeup to kind of do it. Yeah. There's no And then ended up developing his own thing. Yeah, but it's kind of similar. You know, he was kind of he kind of had like if I can like this is crazy to do this, but in the WWE you're a heel or a face. If you're a superstar, if you're like an elite entertainer in the world wrestling, you're a heel or a superstar. Heel meaning the adversary and face being, face being right. the good guy. You are very rarely are you a face the entire time. Very rarely are you a face. Very rarely are you a heel the entire time. Michael Jordan kind of heel a lot of the time. Whereas Kobe was a heel at the very end, major face turn. Major, all, everything, all things. You think Michael Jordan was a heel? Towards the end of it, yeah, man. Like, I'm watching this documentary. and Well, I think, it's, I think it's tough in the early part of the 90s because, because the Pistons were the bad boys of the NBA. Well, I think that turned him. I think that, I think that made him the way, that hardened him a lot. He like get you get get if you get hit in the face a lot of the times there's pretty much becomes two options you either get back up and fight or you just keep getting beat the shit out of him you walk home. Michael Jordan got back up and fought obviously, yeah. and I think Kobe Bryant had the mentality and Kobe Bryant like the you know the rape case you know the the, the beef with Phil the beef with the, the Phil left to that point where Phil people forget that Phil Jackson was gone for a year and a half yeah gone, I mean right? I definitely think that anyone who's not a Laker fan will say. He was an absolute heel. He was a totally. He was a bit of an a hole at a point. Like no, no shying away from that. It's just the truth, man. But the, by the end of his career, like I say it all the time, man. I've never seen anybody treat a, guy, a last game like that. Especially no fans of the Lakers were there. It was crazy. And the way that he, and the way that he was entering his second life, as people say, is the, I'm respected. Like you wanted. Like you're. I felt yeah. like I felt like I felt like NBA players. Like if he was in the stands. Like if MJ was in the stands, cool. Like that's Michael Jordan's watching your game. Bill Russell, what an honor. But if Kobe was there, yo, yeah. Like look at the impact he made on younger players. Well, I mean, you, after you look at done. you look at the the age too, right? That's part yeah. of it. You know, is that a lot of guys like us we didn't we didn't watch Jordan. I mean, I watched him when he was on the Wizards, right? I went to a Mavs Wizards game and I used to watch him. You know, on TV, I have like very but, little recollection. But it's not, but it's not really the same as how we watched Kobe and, and most of these guys that are so. I mean, you, let's talk about like Trey Young, right? Mm-hmm. Trey Young's younger than us. I just didn't, and and this is even before prior to Kobe's death. MJ didn't have, and I wasn't, I wasn't a huge, ba- I wasn't a ba- as big a basketball fan growing up as I was a baseball or football fan. Yeah. The for me though that MJ's presence. In folklore and sports, and in, in sports, and things have changed. Times have changed. It was not as big as Kobe's is today. I felt. I don't know. I My that. for me, it was. I mean, the first jersey I ever got was Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan jersey. That's fair. I mean, had Kobe a, had a Chicago Bulls Nerf hoop in my. It was my. It was my fifth. When I was five years old, my Christmas present was. I'll never forget. It was a Chicago Bulls jersey with the Chicago Bulls Nerf hoop and a Chicago Bulls little Nerf ball, and I used to play every single day in my room. Yeah. Maybe I was more of a baseball household to start. But the, I mean, but again, like my dad saw all the Knicks. He had season tickets. He had all the Knicks. He saw all the Knicks-Bulls games in playoffs live. So they're all those games, you know. So, yeah, I mean, MJ was prevalent still. I just think, I don't know, man, the Kobe folklore is crazy, even prior to the death. Yeah. Um, but I, I think interesting thing that uh, we, we, you know, obviously sung the praises for Tim Duncan. He was pretty much a heel. 
for other teams. Anyone who wasn't a Spurs fan hated Tim Duncan because he was, he was also he whined a lot. Yeah, whined a lot. Like Bit of a complainer. complained about calls. Yeah, as a Ma- as a Mavs fan, hated Tim Duncan. Totally hated Ginobili more because he was the master flopper. Yeah, but. Just like I hated Vlade Divac and Pedro Stiakovic. It's so interesting that you hated Tim Duncan for complaining about calls because your mother recently revealed that you were a bit of a, used to talk back for the refs as well. Yeah, but I did it in a different way. <laughs> no, she said. She said. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm direct quote from my mom. It's I did it <laughs> in a very different way than my than my brother did. Angsty. My brother was Harrison like angry and in their face about it, yeah. and I would do it with a smile on my face. And yeah. guess what? Next next play down the court, guess who got a hand check and call against them. The other player who was guarding me. There you go. That's what you have to do. You got to sweet talk the refs. Sweet talk the LeBron refs. is a great, great ref sweet sweet talker. I'll keep my eye out for next season. Who's the, who's the, who's the best charmer? Oh, there's an there's an art to it. Absolutely. And Tim Duncan was a very much like two hands up, looking at the ref, like what? Oh, I what? can picture it. I yeah, can picture it. Um, so we have Kobe. We have I've wilt I've wilt at eleven. Eleven, and you have Kobe at ten. Who you at? Who you at at thirteen? Because I know you have Big O at, at uh, fourteen. Fourteen. You have. Young Curry? I have Steph Curry at 12. Oh, then who am I missing? So you had eight, you had who? I had, I had Bill at eight. Okay, nine. Championship you had, master. I had Akeem at eight. Nine, you had? Hakeem. Okay, I had Bill. Ten? Kobe. Kobe, right. You had O? Chamberlain. Okay, I had Wilt at 11. Okay. You had Oscar at 11. 11, then you had Kobe at 12. I have Steph at 12. Okay, I have Steph at 13. Who's at 12? Kobe. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have Steph at 13. Okay. Steph at 13. And then you have? Durantula at 14. Okay, so I have Kevin Durant at 13. I have Steph at 12. So I moved, oh, I didn't give him as much respect um, for this guy. I just I, He's one of the guys I haven't seen as much tape on as some of the other guys. I got because of the documentary, because my dad won't, I, you know, yeah. you, you learn you learn basketball from where the household you grow up in. Yeah. People no, I, know, I mean, I like, I, I mean, you know big, that too. Big, yeah. big O, I, I know, and you know, I've yeah. watched Big O play. I just like the old man won't shut the hell up about Big Oscar Robertson. Yeah, I, I also why. I also am a I am a massive Steph Curry fan. D- you I love uh, Steph you Curry. know me t- uh, me too. I love him as well. I, we both have my head of key. First of all, and about, I also I think Kevin Durant's a better basketball player than Stephen Curry is. But but he hasn't changed he hasn't changed the way yeah, that the NBA is played. Exactly. He also isn't as appeal. He's he's a heel. He's not a face. And I think that the mental Stephen, makeup, bro. I also I value more than anything an individual who can be the leader of their team yep. and win a championship. Yeah. And that's why that's why Michael is ahead of LeBron. That's why Steph is ahead of Kevin Durant because they each did it as the number one player. And that's why Dirk is a top twenty player of all time for me because they each did it as the best player that's on why their I team. Dirk up heavy. Yeah, because what he did is really amazing. Insane. That team wasn't very good. They were okay. They're okay. They had the right pieces. They are they are the miracle oh, yeah. of the NBA. They really are. It wasn't it Moses wasn't the best Malone's players. Boys were pretty up there. Most of them did some crazy shit, by the way. I think the, it's a mental makeup thing, Steph over KD for me. It's just a mental makeup thing. I don't think he's also the best shooter of all time. Yeah. Listen, is Pey- do I think Peyton Manning skill for skill as far as quarterback? I tell this to you all the time. I don't think Peyton. I think Peyton Manning's a better quarterback skill wise. Than Tom Brady, but Brady's the goat because his mental makeup and what he does on the on the field and the way he leads and crowds a team. Nothing to poo poo against Peyton; it's just not as good. And the championships he can produce 
without you know, obviously he has Gronk, but on offense he's he didn't. It's not like he won one with Randy Moss. He's working with James White, late rounder, Amendola, undrafted Edelman's like the guys he's bringing in. Ho Chris Hogan, like who that? Where is he now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, kind of deal. Not good. Um, Steph Curry is evolved the game. Love him. KD, one of the best offensive players of all time, probably. People are saying like Harden's. I don't think I think Durant's still a better offensive player than Harden. I don't. Th- I don't think it's even close. Yeah, I think John. If you're John, if you're listening, yeah. this is the one thing that we, Durant I aggressively differ on. Yeah. I, I don't. Honestly, I think Kevin I can't Durant said that. Even Ke- what? Can't believe my father even said that. Kevin Durant is so good. So good. Just so efficient. He's Net very. He's like, also bro, just. Like, I mean, I I hate like saying the same thing over and over again. He's unguardable. You can't but guard when, him. It, but like him and Steph, like how well, I can't even. I don't remember him and Steph having bad games. Like I feel like I looked at. The, I feel like I there. Were, I've seen the ticker on ESPN once where Steph. They can have jumped. bad halves, but they can't have bad games. Yeah, exactly. They, Steph, it's true. Like it's truthfully just the thing. If Steph has, if Steph goes, if he scores zero points in the first half, what's going to happen in the second? Twenty-seven. He's cooking you for twenty-seven. <laughs> he's hitting eighteen Bro, in the third. He's cooking for twenty-seven. Like a hundred percent. There's yeah. no if he if especially if he goes for zero in the first half. If he goes for zero in the first half, that's that's that is just a that is your cue, just to fucking pray. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. 15. I mean, part of it is the modern NBA. The you know the superstars are taking a lot of shots, mm-hmm. right? But they're but Steph Curry is also incredibly high percentage. He's a forty five percent three point shooter career. Yeah, and he's he's gonna he's gonna blow the record. Him and Clay. They're gonna, he's going to be so far. He, but he's going to be so much further ahead than Clay. In ESPN's top 74, their omission of Carmelo Anthony and the omission of Clay Thompson. I get, I get Clay. I get why they did it. Don't think they should have. When we did a draft, was Clay not like when we did it? We were at a party one time and we were playing so, such fucking nerds. We were at a party one time and we were playing this draft game where it was you go around in a circle, you draft the starting five and a six man, play like five people. Yeah. Am I crazy? Was Clay not drafted? I think he was. I don't think he was. I think he was close. There's no way he was drafted because James Harden was someone's sixth man. Mine, I think maybe. Yeah, but like my team was. <laughs> My team was every team was fucking no, but my team was <laughs> no seriously because I had the first pick, so I think my team was like I think my starting five was like MJ, yeah, by like MJ, MJ, Olajuwon, Giannis, Nash, and like Bird or something. So it was like, like a crazy like which would be just an unreal team. I had snuck in like Katie Steph kind of combo as well. Like I was like whipping up some yeah because shit. we were playing with some old some old, old geezers guys, old who guys, dude. who weren't valuing. Until so, they heard the picks and they were like, "Oh shit!" And they realized how freaking gnarly these guys are. Right, and, and when Giannis is your fifth best starter, it's like you're in trouble. <laughs> Giannis is in my top twenty-five, and I kind of feel bad about it. He's not in mine either, but give it two, two years and he'll years. be in there. Give it some time. Um, fifteen. Give me fifteen through twenty. Can we get in? Can we beat the buzzer on our old on the top fifteen show? That'd be wild. Um, I have D Rob at fifteen. I have D Rob at nineteen. Okay. Who do you, I have? Carmel at fifteen. I have Carmel at sixteen. Okay, I've Carmel on it. So you've I've D Rob is just a better defender. Okay, and a better rebounder. Not fair. Carmel and got the titles. I just think what Carmel Malone did was insane. Yeah, and he's really oldest good. to win the MVP, you know, and just always deliver. Uh, the mailman's just to me like the most epic line of the mailman delivers. Yeah, yeah, always. Uh, uh, I have your boy Dirk at sixteen, just because like we spoke about the level of consistency, I have Dirk at long, longevity, yeah. the able how how he's able to do it for such a. I tend to I tend to move him down to like, to like to bow to, off, yeah, to, to be like not biased, yeah. 
I, I'll do it for you, man. I think what he did was insane. What he did was the it's if we ran. I think it's unfair of me a little bit to put him at eighteen because I think he's he's a better. You're talking about one important stat that everyone talks about when they're comparing NBA players is clutch shot making, and Dirk is ahead of. He's ahead of Carl Malone. He's ahead of David Robinson. He's ahead of Oscar Robertson. He's a, he's ahead of Will Chamberlain. Like he's ahead of so many of these guys. As yeah. far as like at the end of a game, who you want the ball? Who is who is talking about a guy like Kevin Durant who's I unguardable? Hate including like I think I wish we can just do the cutoff at Alcindor and call it a day. You know, not ha- not forcefully we have to include like yeah. like I have West at seventeen. I have West at seventeen as well. Swag I have, defender though. I have West that's ahead why, of. That's why I don't mind it as much. He's a freaking awesome defender for a guard. He also rebounded well and he, yeah. he was a great passer and he and he scored twenty eight points a game. You have wait, where do you have West? Sorry, I have West at seventeen and then I have Dirk at eighteen. Okay, I have West at seventeen as well. Um, who do you have at nineteen twenty? I got your boy at nineteen. KG. Yeah, I have KG at eighteen. KG. KG. He's. <laughs> The, you want to talk about a guy that could play with anybody? That to me is an ultimate basketball player. Yeah, went from tough, went tough from, draw with a not good supporting cast in in Minnesota, but where he was the MVP. Yeah, and offensive juggernaut. Yeah, great defender still there, but the minute he gets to the Celtics, he looks at his he looks at his surroundings. He goes, "Am I a better offensive option than Paul Pierce? No. Am I a better offensive option than Ray Allen?" No, he's just not a better shooter than these guys. But scorer. I think he. Close, but I think he close. was though. Close. You think he's a better offense? You think he's a better scoring think, option than those I guys? Think, I don't think so. I think that. I think that the Celtics. I think he was their best player. Yeah. Oh and I, yeah. And I think yeah, he was their yeah, best yeah. offense. I think he was their best from a just like very difficult to guard because his mid range jumper was so good. You come up on him, he sneaks past you, and he's jamming it in the the help side's face. I mean, he's just. I think Paul Pierce is the best offensive player on that team still. Okay. Just the craftiness. And he just like the Paul, we, I call it the Paul Pierce effect. You know, I say it to you all the time. You just look up and the guy had 25 points out of nowhere, bro. Yeah, he lived at the line. Lived, he lived at the line. He could be pretty, way more athletic than people gave him credit for. Good finisher on the rim. Can score from the three. Can hit it. He can really hit it from anywhere, man. He was great in mid range. You only have to, you only have to make eight buckets. If, if you make eight free throws, you only have to make eight buckets to hit 26 points. Like yeah. that's like a that's a that's a Paul Pierce every night game right there. He, and yeah. then and then two of those buckets are threes instead of twos. Like KG never averaged more than twenty five. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't go out and say he's the best offensive player on the team. But my point being is he won he, he won a defensive player of the year. Yeah, his first year in Boston. His only defensive player of the defender. year. Won a defensive player of the year, and he knew what he had to be for that team. Right. I that's why I th- that's why I have Dirk ahead of Kevin Garnett just because. They were basically the same caliber level of player, but Dirk won a championship. Only thing that separates it. Right. Only thing. And Kevin Durant's a better, he's a better defender. Obviously, Dirk's not a good defender. Yeah, but the fact that, but what Dirk did is what Dirk did, and just Garnett didn't do that. Yeah, Dirk's, he's a better offensive player. I just think it's also like Minnesota, you can't do that there. No one can win there. Well, people didn't think, people didn't think that it could happen for the Mavs either, man. But Dallas is, I know we had sniffed it because we had gotten to the finals in 05. Dallas is like a winning city. It matters. It matters. It matters. Ish, ish. It matters, bro. It carries over, and the New I, York. I team. will say though that the 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 Mavericks notoriously are not one of like going into the two thousands. The Mavericks were not a good NBA franchise. They were. They weren't, bro. When you when you like when you're talking no, about know, when you're talking like, about all time greats, and your all time greats are Cedric Ceballos and Rolando Blackman, who's like a good player, but he's like not even sniffing. They're all, they're all on NBA team sucks in two K. It's awful. It's awful. Gary, Gary Trent is like one of the better players that Terrible. the Mavericks have had. 
That's crazy. It's wild, okay? It's it's absolutely ridiculous. I remember looking. I was like, this team Der- sucks. Derek Harper. Derek Harper, like, after he leaves the Bulls. Fuck that guy. I love Derek Harper. <laughs> I know. I can't believe we forgot him in that sporkle. The, uh, I'm just, uh, like, it's crazy. He's good. I, look, I know this, the Stars won in 99, right? But the Cowboys the Rangers, set the tone. The Rangers sucked. Sucked. But the Cowboys set the tone. It just matters. I, I think it matters, man. Like, it matters, like... I think every sport's know. a little bit different, though. Yeah, but I think just the, the your culture in your city, like the culture in Minnesota. Like the Warriors sucked, but the Giants had won. Changed the game, bro. I don't know. I think it's a little bit the unrelated. The Niners were winning. I think it's unrelated. I just think the culture, I think it matters. I think the culture in Minnesota, like you look look at, like I look at the Twins. The Twins won 101 games last year. The Vikings have won a Super Bowl before. Well, not in years, dog. Okay, well. Bro, I like they. You beat they beat the Saints last, after they beat the Saints in the playoffs this year. Did you think they were going to the Super Bowl? Like I would have, I would have bet my cock. Like I don't think they were not going to the Super Bowl, bro. Like I, there's no, like I don't think. I just think the culture there is tough to win. Like they have, like they've had talent. They've yeah, had I mean, serious talent. I, I agreed on the sense that like in the early 2000s, like that's what they're fighting. They're fighting a losing battle because they're a, a small market team. Like, it doesn't get much better for them than it was in the early 2000s. It can't. How can it get better than that? In Minnesota? Yeah. For the T-Wolves? I don't know, man. It got better for the Bucks. Look at the Bucks now. But the Bucks have had some ballers come through. Creams played there. Like who, there's the great, That was, yeah, but if we're talking about, like, ages ago. I'm just saying the greatest Timberwolf ever is Kevin Garnett. Like, yeah. yeah, he's the best Timberwolf ever. And he's never, he's not like really come, he never played in the finals with the T-Wolves. I don't know. I just think that culture's whack. Yeah. As you see it now, like it's a mess. It is a, well, half of this is, half of this is just owners, yeah. GMs, right? Not, all accounts, all these accounts. Poor man. drafting. You get one right with Kevin Garnett, but then you you whiff on other whiff, stuff. Whiff, bro. Johnny Flynn over Steph Curry. <laughs> come wild whiff. Yeah. They took two point guards ahead of Steph. Yeah, I mean Ricky Rubio was a conceivable pick, sure. Conceivable. But you're also you're also not getting him until two years later. Crazy, bro. I um, love Ricky Rubio though. It's a good player. You have, you have, I have you, I have the round mound of rebound at twenty. Twenty. I have King Charles at twenty four. I had Moses Malone at twenty. I have, I have Malone at twenty one. Yeah. Um. I have Scotty at twenty one. I have Scotty at twenty three. Okay, and I have D Wade at twenty two. I have D Wade at twenty two. Okay, cool. And then where do you have Kawhi? I have him at twenty five. Okay, I have Kawhi at twenty three. And then you have Elgin Baylor. At 24. And I have Nash, your boy, at 25. Yeah. I love that. But he never won a championship. That's why he's 25. And Kawhi is just in there because, like... The minute Harden gets a championship, he's jumping Nash. The minute he does. Yeah. Well. There. They, they, we'll, I'll wait. I'll, you know what? I think he'll be in there regardless. Sure. And I will... I'll, I'll go to my deathbed knowing that Steve Nash is a better basketball player than James Harden ever will be. <laughs> he's... Yeah, he's so efficient. He's amazing. Back to back MVPs is crazy. You could say if what you, you want about the voting. If you Kobe. talk about a guy that you you plucked and threw him into the modern NBA, and you said, "Hey, Steve Nash, shoot 12 threes a game." Go look at Steve Nash's numbers now. Oh, he's a 40, 50, 90 guy. He's legit. Bro. I'm just like, but the volume. Point guards were told, "Don't go and shoot the ball more than ten times. Don't go and shoot the ball more yeah, than fifteen just, times." What happened, bro? Like you back to back MVPs. I'm telling clearly. you, part of it is just the style of basketball. And if and if the style was different and it takes someone changing the style of basketball like Steph Curry, where you have a guy who 
has been playing and has been really good at basketball since he was a little kid and his and his dad is immersed in NBA culture and is playing with the best players in the NBA and all he knows is that he's a really good basketball player and he, he's built with that confidence over and over and over again, that's the type of guy it takes to change the entire landscape of the NBA. How much more confidence do you need than back-to-back MVPs? Like you don't, like, there's no more like, they go, yo, you're the best player and by the way, you're the best player again. Like, they're, like they, it doesn't get more, like, I, is it D'Antoni? Can we chalk it up to that? I because the team's good. That team's good. Like that. Like Amari's good, man. Yeah, Amari's, Amari's top, great. Amari, a healthy prime Amari's top like one fifty. I think it's a wild. I mean, at that point, we're grasping at straws. I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. I think I think he should. He's I think good. he should be. He, I think Amari should be a Hall of Famer. I think it's. I think it's a little crazy, but okay. Do you? Have you uh, go look at his stats? They're great, but the longevity thing, bro. We've been talking about the whole show. Yeah, you know, even like Elgin Baylor, like didn't get a get, didn't get look. A Amari ring, Amari's like, a better. He's a better offensive player in his prime. He's a better offensive power forward than Kevin Grant than Kevin Garnett. Yeah, he had a couple of sick years. I, he, did, he was year, he was as his a, first year in New York. Statistically, he was his first year in New York. I was like, yeah, this is about to be a problem. I really thought they were going to be a problem. I really thought this is this is the Knicks change right. Well, they now. would have been if he never got hurt. Him and Melo would have been nice. Yeah. A little Chauncey Billups action. It was, I still think that like inherently it was a bad match. It was a bad pairing because I think. Not great. They don't play well. Because I think that Amari is very much a ball dominant power forward. Like he needs a distributor like Steve Nash or he just needs someone to, he just needs the ball. And so does Carmelo. They both chew up too much clock. They're just, yeah, they're just, they need a lot of touches. Yeah. Again, like why like KG like. Gave everyone his touches, bro. Molded his game into yeah. the whole Celtics thing. Um, well, you would, you would hope. I mean, like that was the point of it, right? Was that they were coming together, these three superstars, to win a championship. Mm. He had to. He had to like put the ego aside a little bit. Same thing with Chris Bosh going to Miami. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about a complete role change for that guy. Totally, massive. Yeah, huge. Like I, I wish I could throw like I'm glad Powell got some love in the top seventy four. He's great, but what what Pippen did is just unworldly. Like yeah, like MJ's. MJ, yeah, I just like, I have Wade ahead of Pippen because Wade was the best player on a championship, championship team. team. I think it's to me that's to me. And I don't. I don't. I don't think I don't think Pippen wins one by himself. No. No, I don't think. I don't but think if Pippen happens. had Shaq at like I don't know. It's just like if he had like a Shaq where Shaq was at. Pippen like really had nothing. Like Horace Grant was like the guy there. Like BJ Armstrong, were like he like made players around him better. Like BJ Armstrong was an All Star that year. BJ Armstrong was a good basketball player. Like good, basketball, good basketball player. player. Good basketball player. Starting point guard. Yeah, not a fucking. He's not an All Star. Well, he was. He was, but he's not like an All Star level player. I think Pippen did a great well, job. Well, neither is Chris Kamen, but he's a he's an All Star. Chris Kamen was a body, bro. Don't hate <laughs> the uh, the, the Scotty Pippen was a good. You know what? His I think Chris Kamen might have multiple all stars. Honestly, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't hate uh, the Scotty Pippen situation. Um, he, he gets so much obviously love for his defensive ability. He would be a guy that would be coveted in the NBA today. Oh yeah, he's like the Celtics' wet dream. He's like like Kawhi is like some kind of weird hybrid of him and MJ. Yeah. Really? Like, they're middleman of that. I think Kawhi, if he gets one more, takes a massive leap. Yeah. Like, into the top 15, probably. He's just like... If he gets another one, dude, it's like, dude, like, three different teams. 
If he gets the third Finals MVP on talk his about, team, talk about heels and faces a lot. But he's a heel, right? Yeah, I don't like him. I don't either. I don't know why I don't, but he's a fantastic basketball player. I would not even like. Like, would I if he was like, "Hey, I'm down to come on the charity stripe," I'd obviously say yes. I wouldn't be stoked. Well, I mean, I think he's obviously notorious for not being a great interview. Which is like at that point, I'm like, it's potatoes, bro. No thanks. Um, King Charles. Where do you have him at 24? Yeah, 23. Because I have King Charles at 24. King Charles, bro. I the one of my favorite. You parts, have Kawhi at 23. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of the Jordan, the not the Jordan doc, because it's a whole team affair. The last dance has been watching some King Charles highlights and really becoming. Yeah, he's great. Dude, he's like he's so small too. He's yeah, it's like bro. six five really. He talk about the pogo stick. Yeah, through the roof. Yeah, strong as an ox. Very and, strong and very. D, and D Wade molded his game like you were saying, and he was just whatever you need, whatever the Heat needed him to be, he was. So to rattle off, I got LeBron at one. You have MJ. Yep. I have MJ at two. You have LeBron. Yep. Both have Magic at three. Yep. Four. You have Cream. I have Duncan. Mm-hmm. Five, you have Larry. I have Shaq. Yeah. Six, you have Duncan. I have Kareem. Yeah. Seven, you have Shaq. I have Larry. Mm-hmm. Eight, I have Akeem. I have Bill. You have Bill. Flip nine, flop for flip nine. Flop, flip flop for nine. Ten, I have Wilt. You have Kobe. Yep. Eleven, I have the Big O. You I have, have Wilt. Wilt. Then it gets twelve. I have Kobe. You have Steph. Yep. I have. Then Steph you have Steph, and then 14. I have KD. KD. So I have that, that, and then you have Big O at fourteen. And you have KD at fourteen. KD at fourteen. Fifteen. You have uh, D- I have the Admiral. Admiral. I have uh, the Mailman. I have the Big German at 16. You have the Mailman the at mailman 16. The Mailman at 16. You have the, you have the, I have, the Big German. I have the logo, logo at 17. So do, I, so do I. And then you have... Dirk at 18. Dirk at 18. My man, KJ at 19. I have the Admiral there. Moses Malone at 20. At 20, I have Sir Charles at 20. And then I have Moses at 21. Sir Charles. Okay, yeah. Uh, Scotty the Body at 21. You have him at 23. Yeah. And I have D Wade at twenty two, so do you. King Charles I have a twenty four. That's where you had sorry. Elgin. Elgin Baylor, yes. And then at twenty five you have Kwai's where I have Nash. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean I just I don't know. Just Elgin Baylor is one of those guys I feel like I had to put in there. Crazy. And you know what? I He averaged thirty points in a game. No, thirty sorry, thirty eight points in one game. I know you haven't seen this doc. I'm gonna get the name of the doc. You have to at least watch the Elgin Baylor part. It was awesome. I've Dude, he he's great. Really, really good. Yeah, he's, no, he's like my twenty-six. Yeah, he's really truthfully, good. he's really, really um, good. But yeah, isn't it crazy though? We brought up at the beginning. We spent all the time at the beginning talking about like the past thing we did, like ten, eight minutes probably, and we were just a hair out behind. Hmm. Yeah. You grow, bro. You grow. But also, yeah. you got to remind you guys that we're brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code MyPod100. They'll match your deposit. Fifty percent, fifty percent of your deposit. Yeah. Well, I ever Bet online. Right. Ag, online blackjack, online casino. Get your bets in. Yeah, do, I would do the online poker. Just speaking from experience. Okay, futures bets. Yeah, I have Hope those in. You have the the Chiefs winning next Su- year Super, Super Bowl. Bowl, and then I have a couple baseball ones. Cool. That are just gonna be null and void, um, which is great. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, that's what e-sports. I got. Esports, esports, online Madden. Online yeah, 2K, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. All good stuff at betonline.ag. And then, yeah, that's a top 25 list. Uh, Where do you have Allen Iverson? Do you have uh, is Iverson had a stock? The more thing? the more years go by, the more Iverson drops for me. Is you have Iverson ahead of Harden? Uh, do you have Iverson? Yeah. 
I don't think so. Do you, I don't mm. think so, bro. No, nah, probably not. Iverson had a stock. Team. Iverson was a fantastic defender, though. Yeah, quick. Led the league in steals like five times. Do you have Stockton ahead of Iverson? No, I think Allen's better. Who is there really other than that? Like Nash is better than Iverson, in my opinion. Yeah. I would say I the Harden Iverson is a good, both two guards. Even though AI really was the the height of a one. Um, Do you, Julius. Uh, Irving, but, but I think like Harden top fifteen for ESPN. You didn't even have him in the top twenty-five. Yeah, no. I mean, Julius Irving. Talk about a guy who could not translate to today's game. Like that guy can't shoot. He couldn't shoot. Guys like, would they would literally just they would crowd the paint because he they would force him to shoot. And he, love he couldn't Carter, do Carter, but he's like him and they're both like all NBA over. Iverson. Yeah. Now I think that I think that Vince Carter should have been better than Dr. J. I mean, I still take to heart what Gilbert Arenas told us. I take that to heart wholeheartedly. I mean, that means something to me. When yeah, no chill no, Gil. When, not even that it's Gilbert Arenas and it's but He's funny. abrasively honest to a, to a point that's gotten into trouble a lot. No, he... Listen, bro. When you play the bat game of basketball at that high a level and with those guys, it'd be, ridic- and be ridiculous. Like, his takes are... He his other takes are crazy, but his basketball takes are pretty on point. Yeah, have you seen the Vinsanity effect? No, or the Carter it. effect. I mean, I watch it. Um, yeah, it's a cool documentary about Vince Carter going to the Raptors, T Mac going there with him, kind of being in his shadow, them playing together. I I look back at that and I I get a little bit upset that like it wasn't the modern NBA where where two guys of the same position or similar positions couldn't be on the same couldn't be on the court at the same time. Like, why not play them? You play Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on the court, you know, if you're the Celtics, play them together instead of having T-Mac back up Vince Carter. T-Mac, like, like a, to me, is like, a, there's something there that's like, like you, if you're dropping these many amount of buckets a game and you're this good of a score, why is your team dog shit? Why is your team not good? Well, I mean, his team was, talk about the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves team is way better than the Magic were. Yeah, but... If you're that the Timberwolves good. had Sam Cassell. They had Wally Zerbiak, yeah, both 20-plus point yeah, scorers. Yeah, but if you're that good, at least elevate your team to some kind. Like, bro, like, he was just not... That's why, to me... I think part of it was that the NBA was... was The way the contracts worked out, everything was a little bit different, right? And so he went to my, he went to Orlando, one, to go home, and two, to get paid, right? A, a fat sum of money, and also to be the number one guy. He because wasn't he had, in Orlando for very long, to well, be honest. He had been, but he had, the reason why he left was because he had been in Vince Carter's shadow. Yeah. Right? Totally. Big time. Whereas now, in the in the modern NBA, it would be, you would be fighting. If you were a franchise that had both those guys, you'd be fighting to keep them together for their entire career. He won a scoring title with Doc Rivers, the head coach. They won 21 games. Yeah. How many points did the game he score? Like 30. He was crazy. So good. Such a good score. But, like, where is everything? I don't know. Like, that's why he's not there for me. You got to make, you got to A, do that, and B, make everyone else around you better. And C, like, I know two of these guys on his team. Bro, this team. Kevin Ollie? Was Kevin Ollie on that team? Kevin Ollie on that team. Was, uh, was, uh, oh, who are the white guys that were on this team? (laughs) Zaza. Zaza was? Young Zaza? Rookie Zaza. Um, uh, Pat Garrity. Pat Garrity's on that team. Pat Garrity on that team. Yeah. Oh, what's up? Nice dude. Thanks. Was Kelvin Cato on that team? Bro, they had a. They had was Kelvin Cato on that team? Kelvin Cato. No. They had one guy from. Was Batie? No. 
This team is bad, bro. This team is horrible. Give me the names. Let me hear. Ty Lue, Zaza, yeah, young Deshaun Ty Lue. Stevenson. I feel like I've said his name nine million times. An old Rod Strickland. Um, who yeah, else? Rod was really old then. Fifteen years in the league. Drew Gooden. Like I don't know. Young. These guys were like in diapers though. Yeah. This is uh, Keith Boggins. Oh, rookie. Okay. Rookie though. Yeah. Diapers. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> like that team was terrible. They took Dwight the next year first. Good pick. Yeah. Another head case. And then T Mac went to the the Rockets. Yeah, T Mac went to the Rockets. The year before that they won forty two. And games. got paired with Yao Ming, which is just like He might be overrated as well. Yao Ming? Yeah. I I think that he had like it didn't it didn't help in his favor that he the two like quote unquote stars that he was paired with were Trace McGrady and Steve Francis. They were also employing a, a an offense that was run, 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 run. Which, when you have Yao Ming, it's not the move. You can't do that. That's why his career was so damn short. Yeah, and he was so damn tall. He was huge, bro. Like, why? I love looking at photos of him next to people. It makes me laugh. Um, Except his yeah. family, because his family is just as tall as he is. Really, I have to look that up. Yeah, their family photo, him, his wife, and his parents is like crazy. His wife, his wife's like six eight or something. Like really, that. he She's found re- uh, six four. I don't know. She's really tall. He yeah, I mean he can't be like one of these guys walking around with a five foot three girlfriend. That's Yao Ming's wife, Yi Li. His daughter is expected to reach between six five and six ten when she grows up. That's a massive like window of height. Bro, what would you do for Yao Ming's daughter's height? <laughs> yeah, what well, would now? I don't care. Would you give up a pinky? I I don't know. I can't even imagine what that's like. You go to the doctor and they're like. You, I think you're either going to be like 6'5 or 6'10. Bro, her dad is 7'6. I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, the doctor when I was growing up was like, yeah, you could you could hit six foot. And I'm like, 5'9. But you that's like a three, that's like a three inch difference. Your doctor, was your doctor Jewish? No. He's being nice. He wasn't Jewish. Our doctor was Jewish. He's like, yeah, maybe, like, maybe 5'10. You are 5'10. Yeah, yeah. He's very pessimistic, though. Mine wasn't, I, I think he was just like looking at me and like he looked at my parents and I was of a slighter build than they were. I so never, he thought that I was going to be more of like a beanstalk ty- type of kid I, maybe. I mean, because I didn't play sports. I never cared about the height thing. I mean, I played sports. I didn't really care about the height thing. It's just why I was what I was. I never even noticed like height. I straight up never noticed like height until like other people around me started complaining about like our, our my friends getting with girls because they were tall. Which, like, to me makes sense. If you're a good-looking girl and you look at one guy who's, like... Well, maybe it's... You know what it is? What? I bet. Yeah. I bet that the reason why girls like guys that are taller, generally, yeah. is a g- general statement, is because they normally hit puberty earlier, right? Okay. Yeah. So they've grown to their, like, height that they're probably going to be as an adult female totally. for the entire life. Sure. And so the guys that sprout quicker... When they're in seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, yeah. are the ones that are now at generally like the same level of height as them, yeah. and are more attractive to them. And then that just progresses even further. And when guys continue to grow, I think it's a reproduction thing. I think I think girls are into guys. They go look, okay, this guy is five ten, he's an eight and a half. They go, okay, this guy is six four, he's a seven. Fuck it, I'll square the one one and a half point difference. If I reproduce with this guy, if he gets my looks and his height, and it's a dude, that guy's got the easiest life ahead of him. <laughs> that's like, well, that's what I meant. That's what I'm thinking about. Like, fuck it, I'll take the point and a half and go. Yeah, 
as long as he gets my looks. If I'm the chick, I'm like, all right, he gets my looks and that guy's height. We are chilling. Yeah. I can't walk around. Like, I, I look at, like, a brother. Like, dude, like, five, six. <laughs> you better find a girl and lock it down tight, dog. It's a tough world out there. Yeah. Tough I don't know. There's a, lot, there's a lot of guys that are doing quite well for themselves. Totally, five, six. totally, totally. Muggsy Bogues. Elijah, Elijah Wood. <laughs> yeah. But, dude. That guy's not even five, six. Yeah, but that's... There's Frodo. Yeah, exactly. He's not a fucking Elijah Wood. He's Frodo Baggins. Tom Cruise is, like, five, seven. It doesn't count. Why? Because it's it's because he has Scientology. Like, Tom Cruise, dude. He's <laughs> he's a machine. He's not a human being. Like Yao Ming, it's too tall. Yeah, seven six is too tall. I can't like be ducking in doorways. Yeah, I mean, if you're not a basketball player, what are you? I've never ducked in a doorway. Really? I have. Maybe. Like a doghouse? <laughs> <laughs> Into the fans out there, drag both feet in bounds, swing on a full count. Drag both feet in bounds. Uh, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they're free, hit your free throws. Why? Because they're free. Because they're free. We out you. We love you. to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube